Podcast World, are you ready? My name is Brandon Arroyo. This is the Brandon Arroyo Podcast. Start the show. Happy Monday. Happy 2019. The first show of 2019. Thank you so much for joining us for the Brandon Arroyo Podcast. Hope you're having yourself a great start to the year. I know this is the moment that we have been talking about. What city am I currently in? Is it New York? Is it Los Angeles? It is Los Angeles, California. Currently standing in the middle of, well, east side of Hollywood, looking at some nice, beautiful palm trees, some beautiful blue skies. And I say that hoping that you are warm wherever you are. I know that my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio, just got nailed with over a foot of snow. So if you are back home, be safe wherever else you are in the country. Hope you're having yourself a great start to the year 2019. So happy to have you here with us uh, for the podcast. If you are new, thank you for joining. So happy to have you here. Uh, I wanted to share a quick story about being out here in Los Angeles real quick. I ran into Liza Koshy. Yes, the amazing YouTuber, the hilarious YouTuber that you have seen play such fantastic characters as Jet Pakinski and several others, if you haven't checked her out on YouTube. So I moved out to Los Angeles, and I wasn't sure how long I wanted to stay out here. Actually, as soon as I got off the plane, I instantly wanted to move back home to Cleveland. But... I stuck it out. I've been here for about a week now. The homesickness is real, but it's real good to be chasing your dreams. You got to do what your heart is telling you to do. But anyways, one of the first things that I did out here was I wanted to find a good church. So I ended up finding a church, went to that on Sunday. And uh, as I was leaving church, I ended up bumping into Liza Koshy. Got a nice quick picture with her, said hello, and the good news about that is she is exactly as you would hope she would be in person. So nice, and I believe she was telling a joke to her two friends as I was walking up to her. She's funny, and uh, yeah, it was just a great, uh, you know, a nice little happy moment in a, uh, a homesick first week out here in Los Angeles. Glad to be out here. Glad you're here with us. Great things are on the way, and that starts today. Sticking with that social media thing, an individual, a lovely singer by the name of M is my guest on this first podcast of 2019. We get into some good stuff. She blew up on Vine when that was in its heyday, and she tells us all about that experience and the feeling of being a Vine star growing up, what that meant, and how she ended up out here in Los Angeles, and what she's doing now that she is out here in Los Angeles. Very excited to be able to bring that to you. So, that being said, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give it a thumbs up and a subscribe. If you are listening, oh yeah, you can listen to this on SoundCloud, on iTunes. However you listen to your podcast, you can download it, listen to it on the go. And uh, I guess if you're driving, don't hit the thumbs up or the subscribe just yet. Wait until your car is parked. 
That being said, this is the very first episode of the Brandon Arroyo podcast in 2019. So happy to have you here with us. Without any further ado, here she is, M. Oh my god, you have a microphone and everything? Oh yeah, that's how I roll. All right. <clears throat> a pretty big deal, Em. I don't know if I told you this. <laughs> my 62 followers are very, very impressed with me. All right, let's hey, get this that's, rolling. That's good. Hey. Hi. So as we sit here in this beautiful red and white striped room, I never realized how much this room looks like Where's Waldo. Oh my god, it kind of does. <laughs> and the pillows match, too. I'm sitting here with a wonderful individual who has done tremendous things in the world of social media. <laughs> and she's laughing because she's so modest. She doesn't she doesn't <laughs> want to come off as unmodest. Please tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Um, I'm M. Harris. I'm a singer-songwriter. I basically started on Vine when... Actually, it was a while ago. It was like 2013 when I had like a really bad um, bout of anxiety. Like I wouldn't leave my room. I wouldn't go out, do anything with friends. I would just basically be in solitary confinement. Um, And that's how I found Vine. Um, And then I just started recording in my room because it was something I could do alone by myself. And then things just kind of took off from there. Tell me about Vine a little bit because... I mean, I am not much older than you. We are very similar in age, but I feel like <laughs> Vine came like right when I was at the cutoff of not really knowing what Vine was. So for the 14 people out there that don't know what Vine is, explain to us a little bit more about what it is, because it's different than YouTube. It's a really different platform. So um, Vine is basically like a six-second video platform, and... I don't remember how it really came about because I know it's supposed to be like the video equivalent of Twitter because Twitter was like you can tweet in 140 characters or less, et cetera. So they're like, let's do video form. Let's see how creative people can get. And people were actually getting, I mean, it is so hard if you think about it to put something out there that's only six seconds. And so, you know, these creators and comedians were just nailing it. So they were doing really well on the app, but then musicians kind of came in and discovered that um, basically if you can hook someone in six seconds, then, I mean, you've got a record. And I didn't really start off that way just because I was just like by myself all the time. I wanted to just do something that was for me. And I think, um, and all of my vines were like original pieces. They weren't covers or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, if your audience loves the six second loops, you know, of this song, then, hey, like you just kind of make a record of it and see if people go for it. It's, it's interesting. It's weird. And but M was one of those people that found a lot of success on this platform. Tens of thousands of people ended up watching you on this on this vine. And as I tease that, we'll get into that a little bit further down the line. I wanted to start (laughs) off though. Tell me about you as a child. Like what was life like growing up? Were you always someone that wanted to have a little bit of a spotlight or is that something that didn't come until vine sort of drew that out of you? It definitely did not come until vine. Um, I grew up with, um, a ton of siblings so it was kind of like a circus 24 7 which is amazing because I love big families um but I really was not the one that was like look at me look at me look at me I think it was like one 
Christmas we were doing karaoke and then I started singing that I was like, oh, I guess I can kind of sing. And then I just kind of continued with it. But I was never one to be like, put me in the spotlight. So were you in any sort of singing classes at that point? Or was it just something you were like, oh my gosh, this is something that I want to be doing? Or did you know at that point it was something you wanted to try and pursue? I I, I mean, my father is a professional musician. He toured with basically every band you could possibly imagine. Um, and now he's like a retired pianist in Ashland. And I kind of always wanted to go in his footsteps, but I never thought like, I don't want to make a career out of this. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with this because I don't even I didn't even think I could sing, to be honest. I still can't think I can sing. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I just I don't know. It just kind of evolved. It was it was not like a chosen path that just kind of like happened. Well, clearly there are many, many people that would disagree on the not being able to sing front. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, you really started to develop a following around the same time that a lot of social media stars really were realizing that you can make an impact on these social media platforms. Around that time, that 2009, 2010 period mm -hmm. was when Justin Bieber, who obviously is what gets looked at as kind of the gold standard of being able to create a career through social media. Yeah. Um, that's when he started as well. Were you surprised when you started seeing the numbers that you did? And then at the same point, um, what were you thinking when you started seeing those sort of numbers growing like they were? Um, it was like unreal. I think I had put out my third video online and at that time I had like 500 followers, which was for me insane because like I don't even know that that many people, not even in my high school did I know that many people. And then my third video went out um, and I woke up to 30,000 followers and then it was like the next week 100,000 followers and then the next month 300,000 and then it kept going up and I was like, what is going on? And... I don't, I mean, I still, that still blows my mind. Like, I can't really comprehend how that happened. But for Vine, it was definitely like a snowball effect. And I think that there was, you know, a, a, only a handful of people that were really just sort of exploding that same sort of way on Vine. Right. Um, did you reach out to any other people that were having similar experiences to you at that point just to try and connect and say like, whoa, what's going on? Or did you oh, pretty yeah. much stay isolated? Oh, I mean, not, not too isolated. I definitely connected with a lot of um, musicians and even some comedians. Um I, I really admired a lot of them. But yeah, a lot of musicians I connected with, I was like, how are you feeling? Like, what is this like? Like, and then we started collaborating together and we started singing together. And it was, it, it also, I mean, I have like long, like lasting friendships just because of that. Who were some of the people that you first connected with when you were reaching out for stuff like that? And what was some of the advice that uh, you would give to them or they would give to you? Oh my gosh, I wouldn't even remember advice, but um, I definitely remember the first Viner ever to like catch my eye was this rapper named Jay Cyrus, who's also a comedian, and he's amazing. And I was like, I think he actually like reposted some of my stuff at first, and then I was like, I got into his work more and more, and um, I don't know, like he's just, he's he's a good example of that you should keep going even after platforms like that die because they will. Um, but he's like still rapping. He's still producing music. And he was really one of the first ones that was like, I was watching every day. 
What was your creative process like for doing a video like that? Was it something that a lot of thought went into or was kind of just how you feeling <laughs> that day? Um, what was that, oh that process gosh. like for you? So that's a, such a good question. Um, the vine that had, I guess, blown up or gone viral was a vine that was a one take. I never practiced it before in my life. I literally sat down and played six seconds of a random, I don't even like remember why, but it was supposed to be like a joke and then I posted it and it like went crazy. But most of the time, because with Vine, when you're recording, you have to like hold down the screen to record. So your hand is occupied. So I would usually play piano with both hands, record with my foot, and then sing all at the same time. And it was kind of a nightmare. So but then I would do the same thing with like a ukulele or a guitar. So to just try and paint this picture, you would be sitting at a piano <laughs> with two hands on the piano and your foot on your phone? Like up on the stool with me. Like, yeah. Okay. This, uh, that's something that I would love to have seen. <laughs> it was pretty well, but you had to do what you had to do. Did you ever get walked in on when you were recording those? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but I wouldn't, <laughs> like thinking about it, it's so weird. But, um, I, I also like recorded a lot in the dark. And so, <laughs> because it would be weird camera angles. <laughs> wow. Secrets from the vine coming out now. <laughs> All right. So you had mentioned earlier on today that um, a part of the reason why you had gotten so into Vine was that you had a lot of anxiety around the situation mm -hmm. did or around that time. Did the situation of having so many eyes on you create any anxiety for you? Like, was there nervousness with having that many eyes on you? Um, weirdly, no. I, I, I don't know what it was. I think it didn't hit me until my first um, gig that I ever played. And it was a very, very large crowd in Southern Oregon. And I was shaking like a dog on stage, freaking out. Because it was weird to see the equivalent of a small percentage of those numbers in real life. And it really kind of like floored my perspective. Because when you look at like 50,000 followers online, that's not a lot to some people. But when you look at it like filling a 50,000 stadium, it's kind of insane. So it definitely gave me some perspective for my first gig. Now, when this all was going down, was it something that kind of stayed with you and your phone? Or I would imagine people around you in your life, friends, family, knew that this was going on, that these sort of large quantities of people were now having eyes on you. What did they think about it if they did know that this was going on? Um, they have a lot of questions. They, I mean, Vine was really kind of an enigma for a lot of people in my community. Um, but yeah, they would just try and like pick my brain thinking that I knew what I was doing, but I had no idea what I was doing. So that was kind of interesting, but yeah. Vine has officially stopped seeding to exist. Uh, where were you when you found out that Vine was going to be dumping off? And what were your thoughts? I would imagine that there were some great memories on that platform oh for gosh, you. So many. I mean, it, it launched Sean Mendez. It launched these incredible comedians. You know, it launched a lot of careers. And even just to lose a creative platform like that was a really big bummer, especially especially because we were like such a community on there, like especially the musicians. Um, we were bummed because it was a free platform that they had gone through so much just to stay running. But in the end, you know, a, a lot of big names and big numbers were 
basically taken from the app because they were like, we're going to Hollywood. We don't want to be a part of this app unless you're going to pay us. And Vine is a nonprofit. So it's like, I don't know what they were expecting or they were expecting Twitter to pay these people for producing content to stay afloat. And I was like, it was one of the biggest reasons it shut down. So it did kind of sour some of the communities towards other bigger creators just because they kind of ruined that creative space for other people. But yeah, it was heartbreaking to say goodbye to because even us who were off doing other things were still vining because it was like our thing. Now, when Vine goes away and you you do still have other platforms that have a substantial following on them, um, you're still a social influencer. And I think that that word in itself, being an influencer, carries so much weight with it. Like... What do you think of when you hear the words social influencer? And um, obviously you do have an impact on people. What does it feel like to you to be able to have a positive impact on people that do care about your career? Um, Still surreal. Like if in my point of view, if I can inspire one person, that's all that matters. Um, When I think of social media influence, I feel of like just someone who takes brand deals because they have a lot of followers, but I don't necessarily enjoy that term so much that like because they're not really helping um their community they're just kind of like oh look at this product I'm gonna shove in your face so I do like that for me I I'm more of like I want to inspire and I want to motivate and I want to motivate writers who are trapped in their rooms because of anxiety because of you know whatever um so like I said if I can help one person then it doesn't really matter the followers. All right. Well, I always like to do something like this. Let's do some rapid fire questions here. No. Yes, these are the best ones. I'm so bad at articulating <laughs> my thoughts. It's okay. We'll we'll just do like uh, two or okay. three word answers, and we'll just keep it rocking. Okay, I'm ready. All right, M, your first concert. Um, that I went to. Yep. Oh, balls. Um, Jake Shimabukuru, <laughs> ukulele genius. Really? Yeah, he was incredible. I know I we were going to go rapid afterwards. fire, but that kind of threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. He's like one of my favorite. I watch his YouTube videos all the time, and I like actually got to meet him because my stepmom is a friend of someone. Um, but that was like, I like started crying. I was like, I love you. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. I had a very similar experience with my first concert, uh, except very different. Mine was Weird Al Yankovic. And uh, my... Uh, <laughs> My uncle was dating a girl whose sister was dating the drummer at the time. So that was there my connection. Uh, first concert did was Weird Al Yankovic. I did. I, I did because at first <laughs> our tickets weren't at the will call. So I was really <laughs> <laughs> So 10 year old no. me was very upset with that. Um, second concert, NSYNC. Third concert, Britney Spears. I've um, never seen Britney Spears or NSYNC. Really? Or Boys. Or yeah, I just like never followed those bands. Whoa. Yeah. Those those late 90s uh, uh Teen heartthrobs, definitely. Those are my first uh, first concert. Okay, so back to the the yeah, rapid like, fire. Rapid that fire. is so much not no longer rapid. Okay, Sorry. Uh, favorite food. Um, anything with potato, like any form of potato. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like mashed potato, <laughs> scallop potato. <laughs> it's my favorite. Like I don't know why. A lot of people I know hate potatoes they don't like the texture of it got it uh favorite <laughs> movie count of monte cristo what and book and, book, and the book? book is it oh, okay so it's both yeah okay that was gonna be the next question favorite book uh yeah, favorite tv show 
Uh, right now, oh, I, in general, the IT crowd. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see here. If you were in Harry Potter, which house would you be in? Uh, I'm a Slytherin. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I should have been a Slytherin, but you like get to choose, right? So I, I kind of chose yeah. Gryffindor. Okay. Yeah. It happens. When I took, um, it's so funny. I think I'm like both. I'm like a Griffy Slithy because I've done so <laughs> many like of those tests that I'm either one or the other. And I'm like, mm. got <laughs> so it. I always go with Slytherin. So we are currently <laughs> in Los Angeles, California, just east of Hollywood. Tell me about what you got going on other than us sitting in this uh, uh, Dr. Seuss looking room. <laughs> it's totally like the Lorax in here. Um, By the way, great Dr. Seuss reference. Lorax, my favorite of all of the Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah. If uh, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. My favorite Dr. <laughs> Seuss <laughs> quotes in all of. Yes, that's, that's okay. Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lorax all day. Um a question oh what am i doing out here yes <laughs> um i'm working on an ep that's gonna be released sometime in spring very cool yeah how's that coming along um interesting so far <laughs> um the songs are written i'm just trying to find like some studio engineers around me that i can work with how's that process like switching from the six seconds to going into a full not only song but full ep in that process, how's that been for you? I mean, obviously, probably a lot of learning, but a very satisfying experience. Yeah, like, my I realized how short my attention span was because I was writing all these hooks and I was writing all these half songs, and then I was like, no, I need to like actually finish something. So it was a great motivator to actually get songs out. But um, yeah, it was hard at first because I was, I mean, for two and a half years, I was doing six second clips and some YouTube videos here and there, so it was difficult. I like actually had to sit down and write. Who do you listen to right now, like um, influence-wise? Um, oh, God. That's hard. There are a lot of names I can't pronounce, to be honest. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, it is a sunny, beautiful day down here in Los Angeles, California. And uh, I appreciate you spending Thank some you of your so time much. with me. Yeah, this is fun. We'll do more soon. So there you have it. Happy 2019 to you. Hope you're having a great start to the year. If you like the podcast, again, give it a thumbs up. Give it a subscribe. Give it a comment. Take a picture of it on your phone. Send it to your mom. Send it to your dog. Be like, oh my gosh, Rufus the dog. This podcast is so good. He's going to be like, I don't know, he thought it was kind of rough. Okay, that's bad. All right, I'm done. Guys, this is the Brandon Arroyo Podcast, and I look forward to seeing you right back here next week. Take care.